Ah, uh, hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm here solo today, but I'm still going to give you guys some Junto action for your eardrums. So, here's the rundown. Uh, Johnny's out of town right now. You know his thing, artist, adventurer, student leadership. Well, he's getting a lot of those second two things in right now, traveling the world. And Bo is raising a child, his new progeny, bringing him forth into the world, showing him what's right from what's wrong, and doing all of the good things that a good father should do. But me, I got nothing going on. So I'm still here talking to you, huntoing it up. So what we've got here is some segments that I uh, recorded before when we had the whole gang here. And uh, they're still relevant. There's still great stuff here, uh, just in case. It's some stuff I saved in case we had an event like this where, you know, we couldn't get the whole gang together. But we still wanted to give you some solid Junto action. So I hope you enjoy it. And we get be getting the gang back here soon. Don't you worry. So enjoy this episode of The Junto Show. What's going on with you guys? You guys got anything happen fun to you this week? I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about just like life a little bit. Life? Well, uh, not mine, yours. I mean, I guess <laughs> I did just a bunch of baby stuff, and you Ooh. know, y'all talking about Alexa and everything, and you know, now that my my wife's pregnant and, and hopefully everything goes well going forward, you know, I'm trying to com- I'm I'm constantly comparing how I grew up to my perceived, you know, my child is going to grow up in the world, you know. So how how do you think your child's like uh, first couple years or or upbringing will be different than yours? Well, they won't be. I never talked to robots. <laughs> really, I, you, you strike me as the kind of kid that did. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I was at least in your know, head. In my head, yeah, <laughs> I guess so. But like, you know, I'll get Alexa dot, and then the kid will be running around and be, and just like talking to a, a black box, you know, and saying, "Alexa, yeah. do this for me." You know that. As far as a kid, no, it's always been like that. It's always been. It'll always be like that. Yeah. And then in the future, they're gonna have like. You know, he's going to get older and he's like, we never had holograms. <laughs> yeah. You know? It yeah. is funny. Like I see like, basically every three year old I see out and about now has an iPad like in their hand and mm-hmm. just like playing. I don't know. Well, like, that's because the parents gave up. <laughs> 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 or, I mean, it keeps them from crying or whatever. We're out in public. Yeah. We, we, we have this other friend that uh, and their daughter is like, what, like seven years old now. And one day the mom was flipping through the channels. Right. Mm-hmm. And the daughter's like. What are you doing? What are you doing flipping through the channel looking for stuff? Isn't everything on demand? The kids only had known uh, Netflix and known the ability to oh, so the, call up shows on demand. The daughter yeah. was like, "Why are you flipping channels?" Yeah, w- like what is flipping? Like, yeah. like are you like looking like she, the concept of flipping channels and looking for something to watch was like or waiting for something to come on was weird. Mm-hmm. I I, I think uh, I agree. Yeah. I think flipping channels is a thing that should go well actually you just flip the Netflix though. <laughs> Yeah, I spent twenty minutes trying to find a freaking movie on Netflix, even though my yeah. queue is like yeah. three hundred long. Yeah. So I should just pick the next thing. So like, yeah, flipping channels has gone the way of, I don't know, like slamming the phone on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Or like, uh, let me see what else. Or like your mom listening in on your phone call because you got like the same uh, home phone line. Oh yeah, you're like you're you're talking to because I remember you had the long extension cord and you go into your room and. Your, or uh, or I guess we had wireless phones growing up also. Oh, fancy. But uh, you go into your room and you'd be talking to, I don't know, this is like middle school, your first girlfriend or something, and you're talking, and then your mom picks up and she's like, beep, boop, boop, boop. <laughs> And you're like, mom, mom, get off the phone. Like, mom, get off the phone. I'm trying to talk to Big. You had a girlfriend back then? Uh, no, I was just studying. Hey, how old were you when you got your first girlfriend? 
everybody. No, let's not go there. <laughs> uh, uh, heartthrob over here, Bo. Well, I think I was eighth grade. So this guy, man, all right, this guy. It wasn't. It wasn't much of a girlfriend. Well, I mean, that's much yeah. as official. Uh, I don't know. I think I was what, like eleven or twelve. To, to, well, eighth Ninth grade, grade is thirteen. So eighth grade is twelve or thirteen. Yeah, so twelve. Okay. What about you, Johnny? What? Were we? What are you talking about? How old were you when you had your first girlfriend? <laughs> Twenty-three. <laughs> I think I might have. Um, man, uh, man, like I know you, and, and I know it was bad, but I didn't remember it being that bad. <laughs> have you seen my childhood pictures? Oh, it's my favorite thing in the world. The, the picture of you where you look five, but you're fifteen. <laughs> but we've seen that picture, right? Yes. Well, we have to. We have to say since we are. You know, we're, we're we're jumping on Johnny. Johnny's a very buff, muscular man now. Oh yeah, yeah. And I'm a kind of a blobby, fudgy person. <laughs> but so tall. I'm tall. I'm a <laughs> and, tall blobby. And white. Fudgy. And white. He's a white one. I'm the white one. <laughs> <laughs> and I am, uh, you know, just a uh, God's gift to various women uh, and things like that, as you can tell from my. So you didn't say when what how old you were. Me, um, I think I got my first. I started dating. Well, I had like a play girlfriend in you know, like uh, like third grade or something like that. But well, that means yeah, it's nothing. But uh, well, I mean, it's, it's worked out for me. But I, um, <laughs> my first official girlfriend, I might have been like uh, maybe like sixth grade. We started dating in the summer. She lived in my apartment complex, okay. and then oh, oh, so like she lived in my apartment complex. So then I was like, I was like skating <laughs> around with my friend. Was, all we did was like skate all day. It was awesome. Yeah, you should get a friend like that. And then um. This girl moved in, and I saw her. We like rode past her, her uh, U-Haul on our skates, and I was like, "Look cool, look cool, look cool, look cool." <laughs> and I definitely fell <laughs> on my rollerblades. And then so like, but uh, you know, eventually I saw her around the apartment complex. So I kind of you know went up to her, I was like, introduced myself. I was like, "Hey, Lance, this is my friend Jake. We we skate." So then we started hanging out at the pool, and then she kind of became my girlfriend. And then like, uh, I went to Michigan for the summer to visit my dad. Like I, you know, I did like every summer when I was a kid. And apparently, my, my my skating friend Jake told her that I had a girlfriend in Michigan while I was gone, and which wasn't true. Like I had a crush on a girl in Michigan, but I had a girlfriend when I was up there. So I like you know, and she had a crush on me too. But I had a girlfriend, so I was very faithful, and like I didn't mess with her or anything while I was up there because I was so faithful. But when I get back home, I find out that my friend had told my girlfriend that I was basically cheating on her all summer, and she wouldn't even talk to me. And I came home and like she broke up with me, and then she moved away, and then I, and there so was so. What did you do? To that friend, we kept skating. You kept skating, yeah. My oh. You know, we had a fight, but you know, uh, dead to me. Now we we made up. It was like a misunderstanding or something. But you know, he was like my best yeah, that friend. That don't sound like a misunderstanding. That sounds like a sabotage. Man, I was mad. Well, I mean, I was mad. I fought my best friends growing up. Physically, yeah. Over what? I don't even remember. I just remember us fighting each other, and like then, like real fighting or like like brothers fighting. Uh, well, even brothers fighting is real fighting. Yeah, no. <laughs> brothers don't punch each other in the face. My sister's a, well, it's like you wrestle like, and you headlock and you whatever, but, but you don't really you, punch you, in the you face. Nine zero percentage you, of my sisters have drawn knives on me with <laughs> with intent. Yeah, so you uh, know, I, the I'm brothers trying. fighting it's it's bad. But what you do is you you get far enough to where you can't you don't really hurt your brother. Yeah, yeah, because you're gonna get your parents angry. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's the worst part. So yeah, 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 yeah you're not really. Oh, well, I guess. Mr. Sister might have been trying to get me. But, like, uh, you definitely fight. You never fought your brothers, Johnny? Did your brothers fight each other? I don't know where you two grew up, but I was enjoying my Transformers Planet. cartoons. You were, so, so you never fought your brothers with Johnny? We wrestled a little bit here and there, yeah. I wrestled with my friends, too. I'm talking growing about up, mad. No, like, 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 anger, what we are fighting here with your brothers. No, I don't remember that. I think I, think I just told them, 
brother, I am upset with you, and I walked away. <laughs> that, that'll show them. They didn't fight each other? Not that I recall. Man, that's crazy. All that time. Yeah. My sisters used to have knockdown, drag out, like, fist fights. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, that's that's funny. That's interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's a, uh, a, like, your house a particular thing, or, like, if the average Asian household doesn't fight as much. Or, yeah, or I, what. I don't know. I don't know which way that cuts. Hmm. So, as a, as a new dad... Mm-hmm. So maybe this is group therapy, you know, new dad talk, right? I'll take that. My my son, he goes to school and he punches another kid in the face. High five. What do I do? Why do they punch him? Um, I think it matters. I don't know. I, if they're under three, I don't know if there's if it's just like anything. He just wants to punch a kid. Oh, if he's just like punching people, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, you said three? Like a baby punching? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know when, when when is an age that I should obviously if he's like you know, 12 and he's just walking up to kids and punching him in the face that's bad, but right. 3 is that bad? Oh, it's bad, but uh kid, like uh, kids bite. They they don't they need to learn Oh, I to. learned a new term for that today. What? They they show like some kids will who if they don't have a good communication, um they show their um displeasure by tasting. Another kid? Yes. No, that's BS. They're biters. No. Well, that's, that's what that's that's the that's the better way. What of are they testing no, for? Ow. I, <laughs> I don't know. When when I heard that today, I was like, "Tasting? How do I communicate by tasting?" And uh, and the, you should try like, that out at work, Bo. Yeah. I thought that, no. That, that's Next the, time you get an assignment you don't like, <laughs> just ta- just taste your boss. Yeah. That's one. That's <laughs> that's a weird term to use, and two. That's also that uh, special snowflake. Everybody gets a participation trophy. Like your kid is a weird, not weird, but your kid is biting kids because they're like either mad or some type of biter. Yeah. Yeah. They're not tasting kids. Uh, they're yeah. biting people. <laughs> if if that happens, and you're like, "Oh, your kid's biting," I'll go home and put on like a like a vampire outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and I go to school and, and be like, what? "Good son, <laughs> what is the problem?" <laughs> what is, <laughs> this is how we do it. <laughs> so Mattel Jordan. Uh, uh, no, so like, but if your kid, so so say your kids maybe we'll go with say eight, ten. okay, eight, okay, and they, and they get into a fight. I definitely think you like you go to school and you're like, son, you don't fight, and that's not good. Like in front of the teacher or the principal or whatever, and then you take them to boxing lessons. Well, that well, yeah, one you should teach your kid to fight for sure, because like you don't want your kid to be getting their butt whipped or to be getting picked on. That's that's no no good. Yeah. But also, I think if your son fighting somebody justified. They should get the punishment at school or whatever, and then light punishment, if any, uh, at home. Give them, a, give them a little slap on the wrist or whatever. Like, hey, you, sh- you should, you know, not fight unless you have to. But also, what you did was right, and also, good job, son. Uh, you can play video games. But, high five. And yeah, high five. Play some video games, and also mow the lawn or whatever. You think a fight is justified, Johnny? I think it depends on the circumstance. Kind of like you said. I think I totally agree with what you just said. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Correct answer. <laughs> I don't. I actually don't know. Bo's just going to wing it. He's going to become a father here soon. He's just going to wing the whole thing. You reading any books or anything, Bo? Yeah. Um, no. Uh, Com- no. Comic books. <laughs> and you can bring the lessons of fables to your uh, your child's upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> I watch a Walking Dead and be like, take notes on what Rick the, Rick's doing. That's true. You can uh, put a put a was it a, a Coral Coral an eye patch on your son. Yes, that's not my name. <laughs> I don't care, Coral. <laughs> It might be. Hey, Carl, <laughs> Bo's last name. Yep. <laughs> you yep. said your last name, actually. Hmm. I think, uh, actually, so talking about parenting, I was listening to one of Johnny's uh, podcasts. He was talking about, uh, for, for our notes here on the way here, and, and the guy said something interesting about parenting, which I thought was cool. He was like, uh, he was worried about his kids, because he's like, he's some, some rich guy talking or whatever. He's like, I want my kids to, you know, have some struggles in their life. 
mm. you know, build his character. Yeah, yeah, he's got the ability to you know give them everything in the world that they want. But he was like, if um if my if my kid comes home and like, oh, I'm having a problem at school or whatever, and then you as the parent like handle that problem for them, then they don't grow as a person from having to to mm-hmm. figure out how to navigate that and how to uh, talk to people and how to socialize their way and how to even like deal with adversity or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was, I was sitting in a uh, coffee shop a couple months back, minding my own business, but there was a couple next to me talking to what is a, a lawyer or an accountant of some sort, oh. right? And they were working out their will or trust. Are they, how old were they? <laughs> yeah, at a coffee shop? At a coffee shop. They were roughly our age. I mean, does that, does that seem normal? I've met a lawyer at a McDonald's. <laughs> okay. So this levels to this. I, I, yeah, okay, <laughs> I mean, I could understand if you're going with Better Call Saul, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, clearly in the conversation, I I took away that the couple was uh, wealthy, right? Probably in the millions, huh? probably right. Mm-hmm. It, it seemed that way. It seemed like they were yeah. worried about all this money and stuff, right? But their point to the lawyer was saying, "Hey, um, we want the money obviously to go to the kids, but not before they're 18." And they have to, uh, I forgot the conditions were, but basically kind of prove themselves. And the, I remember the father distinctly saying, hey, you know, if they can't uh, earn their way to this, then they, they don't deserve to have the money. So I was like, wow, well, all right, all right. So they're definitely one of the kids to like go to college, do do few things, be successful on their own, mm-hmm. and then you can get the money. Yeah, I think that's uh, the way to do it. That'd be nice. You work hard and then you get a big old check. Yeah. yeah. And also, so, so like... It's kind of doing trap, uh, tra- trapeze with a net, too. So it's like, you know, you kind of can take a few more risks if you know that you got something to fall back on. Yeah. So you're probably more likely to be successful, actually, as opposed to somebody who's, like, trying to make it and knowing that if they don't make it, then they're going to fail. Then you're, like, you're going to, like, shoot for the middle. <laughs> yeah. But this kid's like, eh, you know, I, if I shoot for the stars, if I make it on my own, then I have it's... made it. And then also I get, you yeah. know, stuff. And then also if I don't make it, you know, I'm probably going to be fine. I feel like there's a little bit of both elements if you can somehow nurture right like a you do want your kid to face adversity and know that they can overcome it and be successful Mm -hmm. right that's one piece but kind of like what you're just saying lance like they they should know that they there are a bigger targets that they can achieve yeah right if the target all they know is like i don't know whatever it's throughout like thirty thousand dollars a salary right if that's all they know then once they reach it they're like all right i've made it in life or like or the first in their family to get a college degree Right? Mm-hmm. That that's fantastic, but there's still more to go if you really wanted to. Oh yeah, but okay. some would say, "Hey, I've made it. That's as far, I'm the most successful I've ever been in my whole family. I'm done." I won't say that you I'm know? the most successful in my family for sure, but um, I definitely was like uh, a victim of low expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, once I graduate, become an engineer, then like I've made it." And so and so like I did that, and then I'm just like, "And you know, like now I, what? Not well, yeah, kind of." And then I'm I, like, so I'm now kind of you know, 10 or whatever years out of school, I'm kind of trying to think about what to do next. But I think if I had mm-hmm. had it like more drilled into me that I could have yeah. like owned my own company my whole life or something like that, then I might have, that might've been the goal instead of just like hitting right. something and stopping. So you should definitely like yeah. tell your kid to shoot for the stars. Yeah. Don't yeah. be so generic like that though. Like, okay. Something more concrete. I'll say shoot for the planets. <laughs> well, the stars are way further away than the planets. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, have reasonable expectations. No, don't. That's the whole point. You totally <laughs> okay. missed the point. No, tell your kid that they can just try to attend school if yeah. you can. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say. Look at that. Look at the president, not the current president. I'll say. Look at these successful people. That's not you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was actually going the other way. The story I um, saw a, 
a uh, biography show on uh, uh, Kennedy, President Kennedy. Oh yeah, and yeah, his yeah. and his father, not to Kennedy at the time, but huh? his older brother, old who, Jim Kennedy. Right, and he was like, "Son, you're going to be the president of the United States." Like that was the expectation. Yeah. It so was imagine like, if that was like, not. It's not like you are going to go to college, son. It's like no, you're going to be the president of the United States. That's what you're aiming for. Like okay? I want to be and, dad if you're not president of the United yeah, States. Anything less than that, with the assets Failure. and all the resources that I have, you can't be president. You didn't do it right. So I read a book on Obama. I read a bunch of books on Obama, but it was like a. People were telling him he should be president for like his whole life, or like his whole adult life at the very least. And I, so I, I think there's something to be said about like um, this is one of the things that we talked about earlier in this podcast too. Like uh, if you're told you can do anything, then you you believe it. And if you're told you can't do anything, uh, you believe it too. So I think uh, people giving you reinforcements will help you shape your beliefs on well, what's possible. Well, I do believe a lot of people will be listening to this podcast, and I believe that I'll have a million dollars next week. And uh, <laughs> I believe I will have a pizza. Oh, <laughs> two out of three of us might be disappointed. <laughs> that sounds good. Right, yeah. So yeah. if you get that million dollars and I get that pizza, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard of the, the secret? Yeah, yeah, I've heard yeah, of it. Yeah, this is so, the worst thing I've ever heard. Uh, I don't know, I man. No it's, something it. it's something to it. It's something to it. It's BS, but it's also like, it's that BS where it kind of works a little bit. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of along the same lines. But the whole reason that I learned about the secret was I was trying to uh, watch, I think, The Da Vinci Code or something like that when it first came out. Yeah, good book. Good and um, <laughs> I don't know if you, you guys have this. My, my mom is very terrible at picking out movies. She's, <laughs> she goes, oh, that I think he said this. Let me get this. And it's just the worst piece of crap ever. And so I was <laughs> like, hey, you want to go see? I, I'm, I was talking to my mom about The Da Vinci Code because I read the book. And I was like, oh, you know, it's a pretty good book. And so the movie came out, and then my mom goes, "Oh, I read it the uh, the uh, the secret or something like that, like because I I forget the name of the Da Vinci Code, but uh, well, it is the Da Vinci Code." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Huh?" Yeah. <laughs> but but she thought that was that was the the movie to like the, the book. book. <laughs> the book turned into a movie of the secret, though. Yeah, it's well, and, what is the so secret? The I don't know what the secret. The, is. the secret is like if you believe in good things, the universe will give you good things. Yeah, and so and it's like it's like, like, a, it's like a, a little. Yeah. Two inch square of a book, like a post-it notebook, and it's just like, believe good things and God will bring it to you. Yeah, and, and so say it to like, the universe. Okay. That is the secret. Yeah, I was like, okay, I was like, this isn't it. And she's like, yeah, I figured out it wasn't. It wasn't the same thing. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch it. And I started watching it, and it was just like such garbage. The movie, the Vinci go? No, the secret. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The, Wait, the there's, a, there's a movie about the secret? Yeah, there's a movie. It's oh. it's, it's, it's so terrible. <laughs> it's probably a high raw tomato score. I, well, I doubt it. Uh, essentially, like. Uh, the the one story I remember, and I think I turned off for this because I couldn't stand it, was this guy was like, I remember when I was when I was seven, I the one thing I always wanted was a bike, always wanted a bike, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a seven year old kid, and uh, I remember one day I told the universe, I want a bike, and then I'm 43 now, and I finally got that bike. <laughs> well, well, no, essentially their parents knew that he wanted a bike, and so they, he his parents bought him a bike, and he was like. Then that's the universe giving me a bike. <laughs> that's Man. like Santa Claus. Same yeah. thing. You know what it is, though? Okay, so... Garbage. So you, well, Garbage theory. Yes and no, right? So, Scientology. Go to jail. <laughs> John Travolta... So, John Travolta is a high-level Scientologist, right? Does he believe in the secret? Here's the story I read about John Travolta and Scientology in, in that book, Going Clear. 
it was like John Travolta was like a young man. He was like, hey, 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 uh, uh, Mr. Carter, I'm over <laughs> here. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get acting jobs over here. So he he went out to all these uh, uh, auditions. I really want what was that movie? Battlefield three thousand. <laughs> it's like I really want to fight Zenu over here, <laughs> Samantha. <laughs> so John Travolta, John Travolta, a young John Travolta, went on all these uh, auditions and was not getting parts. He just kept getting turned down, and he was feeling down on his luck, and he was like about to leave Hollywood and go back to wherever he's from. And then he went to like the Scientology session and they put this good energy in him and uh, they did the thing or whatever. And he joined Scientology that day. And then like the next day he went to uh, the audition for Saturday Night Fever, got it, became the biggest star in the world, millionaire, hundred millionaire ever since. And he, so where I see it, you can't tell John Tavota that Scientology does not help because he did, he did thing A, then thing B happened like right after. And he's like, those are connected. And he's rich yeah. as hell right now. It's like your lucky socks that never fails on you or something. Yeah, basically, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. you know what? John Travolta, I get it. Everybody else, crazy as hell. <laughs> but, but we still love Tom Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise is fine. Uh, Tom Cruise is fine? Yeah. I like is. Tom Cruise. Look, he, look, he's crazy, right? But he's not hurting anybody. Nothing no. he's doing is bad. He's, oh, minus like the, I guess they do torture people in Scientology. That book was pretty bad. Like, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. <laughs> but, uh, but he's not like endorsing it publicly. He's on okay, you know, minus so being the, the head of it. They said that uh, Tom Cruise is at at a high enough level in Scientology that he could kill somebody, and they would just like cover it up, and like nothing would happen. You think John Travolta is at the same level? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, no, I think Tom Cruise is like the leader, but John Travolta is probably like number I don't know, like two or three. Could you imagine going to church and the minister is Tom Cruise? Well, that'd be <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> he 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 runs to the pulpit <laughs> with his blade hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> he does a backflip. <laughs> I don't know. Be fine. I, I can't he does do all his stunts, man. I yeah. can't do a Tom Cruise impression. I was trying to trying to do one for the thing, but I can't. You uh, could you could lower your chair. <laughs> <laughs> just great. It's just amazing. Everything's just so great. Like his interviews, he's also positive about his movies. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. Goodbye. Oh man, I almost forgot how hilarious we are. I really like that segment. Uh, you know, we kind of do our set segments, but on that one, we kind of just let it rip and it was pretty good. So maybe if we get some feedback that you guys like to w- us just, uh, shooting the crap like that, we'll give you some more of those segments. So let us know. Welcome back to the Junto Show. I'm Bo. Lance. Johnny. Okay. So this is a quick, this is a quick thing here. Okay. So I was listening to the last episode of This American Life. You were, huh? Yeah. I forget what it was called, but basically it was like, uh. Some some city in the in the Midwest or whatever, or maybe uh, Alaska, like a um, a very uh, homogenous homogenous city, like passed a law making it like we're not allowing immigrants here or whatever. Like it's we're we're not being a sanctuary city. We're against this. And then some like some random guy was like, and it was never an issue. There, there were no immigrants there. It was like, <laughs> yeah, people banging down the doors to get to nowhere, Alaska. <laughs> right. So, but then there was this guy who was like, well, I don't know how I feel about this. So he like researched it to try to feel how he feels about immigration and like if if or if not he wants to support the city ordinance to like ban refugees or whatever from his city. So then he's like googling it and trying because he doesn't have an opinion on it. So he's like, I want to understand this issue. And so he's telling his story on the podcast and he's like, Oh, uh, so I went to these websites to try to figure out what immigration's like. So I I find this good useful article from Breitbart dot com, and then I find this other article from you know Fox News, and I'm just like, Hey, this sounds like some pretty bad stuff. And so I go to the, uh, I've made up my mind, and then I go to the, to the city council, and I argue against it. 
and then like then he comes around he's like man i think i was like swayed by by biased negative evidence and he, he's like feels like real regret in his soul and he's like real sad about it after like like he kind of got tricked by like i guess more of this fake news and i was like man like this guy is telling his his story about how he got he got duped yeah not quite brainwashed but like not not brainwashed and it was just like a really interesting thing to just kind of show the process because i think you know a lot of us have uh our beliefs kind of built in like we were saying with the documentaries yep. and so you wouldn't necessarily be swayed by something but if you're going in as a blank slate mm. and you're like you're trying to learn and you don't know what from what you're just going to believe the most convincing case and like and there's good stuff out there i was like man that's just a, a really compelling thing has that ever happened to you johnny probably more often than not when i'm just learning right when i'm learning something that's the definition i don't have any normal biases or race i'm just consuming and where they teach me is what I take. Big Bang Theory, all right? Okay, I guess the universe started from nothing, from a little dot, and I guess I'll buy into that. That's, yeah, right. That's everything. Yeah, I, I will say yeah. that the the good thing from that story yeah. that that Lance was telling, at least from what I heard, is you know he he first learned information and then he realized it wasn't the truth, but eventually, or, or, or not that it wasn't necessarily true, but that it was not what he wanted. It was to. negative evidence. It, it was it was a uh, cherry picked. Very much cherry picked. Just very biased. Yeah, yeah. He didn't get the full story. Yeah, not not casting a judgment, positive or negative on it. Yeah. So, but but now he's he has a much more complete story, though, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. So I would say that's the that's the good thing is you know you have a person that can have their opinion one way and then that they were open enough to learn more about it and then change their opinion in the future. Yeah, and and just the way that it told the story and then him understanding and or thinking he understands. And then coming around to it, it, it was comp- compelling audio, and I'd recommend it. And I feel like that is a we need this skill in the in the current age of like being able to know what's BS and what's not. I feel like the country's mm-hmm. the national BS re- uh, reader <laughs> is not good. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think I've heard you Lance say this a couple of times. Like, let me know if I'm living in a bubble. Oh, yeah. The same concept. I was like, how do we know when we're in the bubble when we've exposed ourselves enough to the you know, to the far ends of the spectrums in order to really gauge what we want to believe in or do believe in. Yeah, I think we need like, you know, the, so the DMV, like you need to go to the DMV, learn how to drive. There needs to be like a how to spot fake news or like how to interpret media, like classes if in school. And then, you know, for the adults who are coming across it now, I think, I literally think that we should be mm. so offering these types of classes. Uh, yeah, some sort of educational class on logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. Finlandia, another mandatory course for our population. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's that's all. That's about that. I just thought that was really interesting. I'd recommend you guys listen to that one. Okay. And uh, okay. Okay. We'll be right back. That last segment, I'm going to put a link to the This American Life episode in the show notes for you guys to reference. It's some good listening. And since you like podcasts, obviously, you like high quality podcasts, such as the Undo Show you can check out This American Life. So I'm going to keep this episode kind of short, give you back some of your ear time there, gang. Uh, we, as always, I really appreciate you guys for listening. Thanks a whole lot. Uh, please leave us five-star reviews and only five-star reviews. Uh, we'll get to them when the gang get, all gets back. Uh, until then, uh, Johnny, have safe travels. Bo, have safe raisings of that uh, that child of yours. And I'll continue editing podcast (laughs) Uh, yeah so thanks for listening until then I'll see you next time on the Junto Show